You're listening to Cinema Geekly Premium, premium podcast from premium people. Thanks for your support. Another episode of Here the Walking Dead, Cinema Geekly's all encompassing Walking Dead podcast. It's Anthony and Aurora. Hello, Aurora. How is the heat Hello. down in Illinois? It's great. Eh, that's debatable. <laughs> I'm not a heat guy at all. I love it. I'm yes. a I'm I'm like a spring and fall guy, and this is technically spring, but this is to me, this is borderline summer heat. Like mm-hmm. summer is 80 degrees. Like spring should be in the mid to high 60s into like yeah. the mid early to mid 70s but yeah, eh. the, the island the island girl in me enjoys this weather <laughs> me back home <laughs> i mean may i don't know was it in in puerto rico was it always really muggy heat it's very humid yes. yeah yeah oh well i mean an island of course you're yes. surrounded by water yeah. uh so i'm uh, I don't know. I, I've grown up in this. I've grown up in Michigan all my life, and there's mm-hmm. water surrounding us on three sides, mm-hmm. and it's always humid here all the time. And uh, I have never gotten used to it. <laughs> I've always been more. I've always been more of like I don't want to say I'm a winter kid, but I will say that I'm not afraid to like open a window in the dead of winter uh, okay. if I feel like the house is too warm. Like I don't yeah. leave it open for like hours on end. Like I'll freeze to death, but. I don't mind cracking it open in the dead of winter for incredibly cold air to come rushing yeah, in. Yeah, no, I've, I've been living in the Midwest for 10 years, and I'm still getting used to winter. <laughs> so. mm, yeah, I mean, in general, I'm not a fan of winter, but uh, I prefer it to summer, usually. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, whatever. Let's talk about <laughs> Fear the Walking Dead second week. Apparently, according... Uh, look, I, and I don't have any spoilers. I don't have any spoiler information here because we were fairly vague in our pre- uh, show conversation, mm-hmm. but it sounds like we might be at odds about this episode. Yes, uh, I like this episode, but I don't know. Maybe you're gonna, maybe you're gonna, you're gonna give your side of the argument here, and uh, you, you might sway me. I don't know if you're gonna sway me to give it a, <laughs> a bad score, but you might sway me to, to lower it by mentioning things I wasn't thinking okay. about. I was just happy. To me, this episode I thought was, uh, and maybe I was just blinded. I thought this was like a million steps better than last week's episode oh, i at least yeah. on that i agree at on least there I were agree. things that happened in this episode yes uh or at least it posed questions that i found interesting or situations that i yes. i found interesting so i was uh, entertained i was entertained in this episode okay so here we go let's talk about it it's a uh, season two episode two we all fall down uh in order to shake the pursuit of the unknown ship that uh uh, I guess Strand is convinced is following them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just convinced. Uh, well, no, he actually, you know, he has some. He, he has like a radar. Yeah, he says yeah. that he's been he's been zigging and zagging their course, and they've been course correcting to match mm-hmm. them. So I guess that would say that they're following him. The group decides to dock at a nearby island, which is also, I believe, a a wildlife refuge or mm-hmm. something yeah. along those lines, in order to hide. Uh, Daniel and Ophelia stay behind on the boat to keep an eye on Strand, while Travis and the others investigate a house 
on the shore, which turns out to be inhabited by a man named George and his family. He has a young son, a young daughter, and an older son, along with his wife. George informs them that every major city on the West Coast, including San Diego, has been burned down by the military, and the situation is no better inland. Uh, As best he can tell from other ranger stations, uh, going inland as far as Colorado, so basically he says as far as he knows, at least half the country uh, is in this kind of danger. Uh, He also believes that the... Uh, that the undead outbreak is basically nature's way of culling humanity, which troubles Travis. The next morning, Travis and his family helped George with daily tasks, such as eliminating walkers that wash up on the shore Mm -hmm. and building a fence to keep them out uh, from a nearby, uh, I guess what looks like a, like a vacation hotspot that's sort of near the Island. And they figure there's quite a few walkers over there. Uh, George's wife privately talks with Madison and wants her to take the young children when they leave the island. Madison relays the request to Travis, who is reluctant to take them. Meanwhile, Daniel breaks into Strand's quarters and finds a submachine gun and a map leading to Strand's true destination, Mexico. Nick then warns Travis and Madison that he suspects George is planning to poison his entire family as part of a suicide pact. Travis and Madison try to take George's two younger children, but one of them prematurely ingests one of the poison and turns and also kills their mother in the process. The group tries to flee with the remaining child, but George's older son stops them and they are forced to leave the remains of George's family behind on the island. Okay, so give me your thoughts on this episode. You know, it's not the fact that, I mean, the episode I liked, um, Mm -hmm. I especially liked that those last 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. um, I I thought they were great. But my problem with this show, especially this season, is the characters. I Mm -hmm. just don't see the same characters that I saw in season one, if that makes sense. Right, right. Madison still is like wh- where is she? Because right. I can't believe that Madison <laughs> Madison from season one mm-hmm. would never say yes so quickly to taking those kids. Right. And that's why I'm like, what why are you saying yes to this? And you know, nobody's consulting the dad. I know that the dad was a little bit crazy, mm-hmm. but still it's like it was a little reverse, right? Like, Travis was the one who was hesitant, and normally he'd yeah. be the one saying, let's take the kids. Right. Right. Um, and then, you know, on the other hand, Travis is just... I don't know if he is grasping the situation. <laughs> like, I mean, I he's, think he's starting to, but he's very reluctant. Like, whereas other people have kind of very quickly ascertained the situation... Right and of it and started adapting, mm-hmm. and he is very he's very hesitant to adapt, uh, yes. which which is fairly consistent for him. He took a mm-hmm. very long time to even admit what was even going on here. Right, but I think um, that conversation with George, where he's like, "Yeah, this whole the whole West Coast, the whole coastline of the United States, all the major cities are pretty much wiped out at this point." Like, I think that sends you know, a message, but still there was that scene with his son where he's killing them with like the pickaxe or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was troubled by that. Like he just went from 
kid who does the dishes and mows the lawn to now, you know, stabbing people in the head with pickaxes. Yeah, and that's, you know, it, it makes sense. He's a dad. He doesn't want to see his kid do these things. Nobody does. Right. But at the same time, he's the same guy that in season one killed his ex-wife because she was turning. You know, he already yes. went He already went through a, an experience that tells him, you know, the how severe the situation is. All right. That's an so excellent it, point, too. So it shouldn't be such a big surprise that his kid is killing walkers in the beach. Right. I, I mean, maybe it's one of those uh, do as I say, not as I do things where he's like, I'm right. the grown up and I can handle this and you're just a kid still. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe. I'm just playing devil's advocate there. I, just, I think I, just can't, I can't imagine like Carol, like, going, right? <laughs> like no. Carol for the Walking Dead will be like rooting for him. Like, yes, kill these walkers. Yes. You need to be prepared. Kill them faster. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, um, I think your point is stronger, but just playing devil's advocate there, maybe that's what... Maybe that's yeah, no, happened. and I can see that too. I can see that too. Um, uh, yeah. I continue to be uh, interested in the Strand story. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they don't mention here is that there is a scene while uh, while Daniel is going through all of his things. There's a scene where he is in the abandoned gift shop mm-hmm. for for said animal sanctuary or whatever, and he is talking to somebody on a satellite phone. Yeah, and it sounds like he basically. The more this goes on, the more he talks, the more things are being laid out. It seems like he was expecting this to happen and has a plan. Yeah, yeah. Which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm super excited to see where that goes. Um, yeah. The uh, boy, let's talk about how uh, I think I think there was uh, I think there was also maybe some miss understanding to a certain degree with George and his family and Nick. Now make no mistake about it. He definitely had uh, suicide pills essentially. Mm -hmm. And it definitely makes that one. I mean, I picked up on it almost right away when Nick was, and by the way, I kind of warmed to Nick a little bit in this episode. Granted, granted he did try to rob this family of uh, any potential drugs that they may have had. Mm Mm-hmm. But he was really nice to the kids, and he seemed yeah. like such a normal person otherwise when he was hanging out with the kids. And then that one little kid was just like, you know, I'm not scared. I have my power pill. Yeah. And he's like, oh, all right. I don't know what that is. And how uh, creepy. It it was very creepy to see the kid with all his, um, like, action figures, and they all had that shot in the head. Yes, because that's what you that have to do. creepy. Yeah. Um, I mean... Like, and of course, if you were in that situation and that was something you had to do, that's how you would explain it to your kid. Like, you mm-hmm. wouldn't tell him it was something scary. You'd tell him it was something, you know, it's a power pill. It'll help right. you, you know, not be scared anymore. That yeah. sort of thing. Um, you know, I think Nick was right that George was planning on doing this. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 but he was acting with the expediency of, like, he's going to do this tomorrow or something. I think it was like a last resort if they couldn't right. hold the island right. anymore. Right. Uh, you know, that sort of thing. And Because, um, you know, they had a pretty good thing going. I mean, they had their, by own, and large, their, yeah. own, their, their own vegetables. They were growing their own food. Um, yeah. They had electricity. Yes, the other part of the island was, you know, surrounded by walkers. But mm-hmm. they had, you know, good fences and things protecting them. So I thought they, yeah. they were in a good situation considering yeah. the circumstances. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely considering the circumstances. And I mean, look, George's wife... She said that she had MS. 
Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I'm not going to die tomorrow, but this is going to be like a, a weight on everybody. I right. can't go with you, that sort of thing. Like, so her reasoning for wanting to send the kids off was uh, was fine. Uh, the only thing that kind of came out of the blue was how the little girl found the pill. Because I felt like yeah. Nick had put it back where he had found it, and it was in a it's in a high up. Yeah, it was in a hiding place in a cluttered room. Mm-hmm. So how she found it was beyond me. I don't know, but. I thought that felt a little weird, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that was a and God that I I was also kind of wondering. It's like when is this show gonna gonna do something that's really kind of uh, dark, dark, and yeah. kind of leaving this family to their fate. What's left of them is pretty dark, especially considering how yeah. little the children were. Uh, yeah, and you have you know the little girl killing her mom. Yep. And then the the older um, kid killing the mom again as a walker. That was yes. really, really dark. Yeah, and the I, and I will say that was the second bit of uh, coincidentalness, I guess, mm-hmm. was the fact that from the mom being bitten and turning, she seemingly walked exactly towards the boat, which yes. is like a long way away <laughs> yeah. from everything else. She didn't get distracted by nothing else. She just walked towards the boat. Yeah. Uh, and what happened with the dad? Did, didn't he stop her? What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he did. <laughs> I'm not sure what he did at that point, but... Because um, I would think that if he's the dad and he sees you know, yeah. his walker wife going towards his kids, he's going to do something about it. Try to do I, something about it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what you gonna he do? Died. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, the, <laughs> they they uh, they never, you know, they never went into detail on that. I yeah. guess, but um, you know, so uh, by and large, that's why I was uh, into this episode. Uh, I feel like they did a much better job of setting things up. Uh, I didn't. I know that uh, I, I feel you on uh, on Madison because it does feel like she sort of regressed a little bit compared yeah. to last year. Yeah. Um, but I, part of me feels like it's kind of balanced out by the fact that everybody else was sort of not nearly as annoying as they normally are. <laughs> um, well, I, I was annoyed by Alicia again. Because... I mean, I don't. Did she really do that much? I mean, I I, well, I kind of forgot about that, her. She didn't do that much, but she did annoy me because who wears headphones and listens to music in the zombie apocalypse? Well, an you idiot. Have all an your idiot senses. teenager. <laughs> you need to have all your senses, you know, like alert. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you can't I, be listening to music. I did forget about that scene, and it <laughs> was a little goofbally. And I don't even know what she did. She drew something on the. Yeah, she drew the, the the boyfriend's tattoo, right? Or no, it's not the boyfriend's. It wasn't the boyfriend's tattoo. I, I remember that in the first episode of season one or something like that. Maybe she drew, like that heart, that weird heart on her hand. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought <sighs> it was You've got a much better memory than I do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's probably it. Boy, well, you're right. That is annoying. Stop it, Alicia. <laughs> Just stop. Grow up. <laughs> There's no time to be getting all emo, emo-ishic. Uh, it's, a, it's the the zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Got to You got to stand up for yourself, lady. Yes. yes, uh, yes. All right. Uh, let's uh, 
let's break out the scores for for this one. By the way, you know what? I will give her. I will. I will decrease one negative point from Alicia's portrayal because she did uh, when the little girl was doing "Ring Around the Rosie" and asked oh, yeah. her about the song. She did give her the proper historical context, yeah, which is also actually pretty, pretty, pretty dark. Actually, the historical <laughs> yes. context around that. Yes. Uh, you know, what's a posy? Well, it's a flower. And uh, okay, well, why does everybody fall down? Well, uh, in Europe, people had a really bad disease and they didn't mm-hmm. have the medicine to cure it. And they thought if they gave them posies, it would give them good luck or protect them or heal them. And did it work? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. No hope. No Sad hope. times. <laughs> All right. Uh, a score for this episode, Aurora. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 3.5. Okay, uh, I give this one three and three quarters. Mm-hmm. I I was going to give it a four, but you did make <laughs> some valid points, and I lowered it by a quarter point. <laughs> so, there you go. So far, not as good as the first two episodes of The Walking Dead Season 6, or the first two episodes, really, of Fear the Walking Dead. Um, but, you know, a, a lack of Tobias... Will do yes. that. Uh, yes. He is obviously still, even though, <clears throat> even though Los Angeles has been firebombed, I am sure he is safe and is fending off zombies as we speak. Because <laughs> that's the Tobias way. Yeah, you know, all I want is Madison back as well. Like I want the season one Madison. That's what I want. Well, I mean, they're out of the element. They're out of their element too. Really, like mm-hmm. they're not really being threatened by. Although next week looks a little bit different. The yeah, preview for next yeah. week looks like. Uh, they may be threatened by actual walkers, which has mm-hmm. not happened in the first two episodes this season. Yeah. It's been walkers from afar that they've been mm-hmm. able to deal with relatively easily. So yeah. uh, we'll come back and talk about that episode next week. It's season two, episode three of Fear the Walking Dead called Ouroboros. Ooh, did I get it right? Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's a win. <laughs> <laughs>